She's a runner, she's a track star. She gon' run away when it gets hard. She can't take the pain, she can't get scarred. She hurts anyone who gets involved. Hello, y'all. Welcome to the Rosie Experience. I am so elated this morning. I just wanted to really just express a little bit of my growth and kind of just pat myself on the back because I've came a long way. I've came a long way. You know, when they talk about fight or flight, (laughs) emotionally, I always choose flight. I do not like to fight. I do not like to fight physically or emotionally. If I feel like I'm not being heard, if I feel like I'm being mistreated the easiest thing for me to do is leave I'm very strong I stay when I stay I just endure I endure until I no longer have any more to give once I have no more to give I leave that's the point that a lot of people never get to a lot of people know how to just deal and deal and deal but they never claim their power back and me I'm strong enough to actually claim my power back. Other people might weaken me sometimes, but I'm strong enough in Jesus Christ and in myself. And I love myself and I love my children and I love my future so much that I choose not to stay. I might stay for too long, but when I leave, oh, you better believe I will never be back. And I just want to congratulate myself on escaping things that were supposed to doom me. Escaping things that were supposed to end me escaping the enemy (laughs) I no longer have to deal with mental and physical abuse on a daily basis I no longer have to deal with being nervous about being at work too long or being at a family member's house too long or being with a friend too long because I might be abused when I get home I no longer have to worry about talking to people and trying to hide my emotional scars trying to hide my physical scars I no longer have to worry about leaving my children with somebody for too long and them being abused. I no longer have to worry about any of the things I used to worry about on a daily basis. Some people might call me a coward. I call myself strong because I know so many people who are still in situations that they should have left years ago. I know so many people who are still in situations that are literally killing them on the inside and out, in their mind and their heart, physicality and emotionally, killing them. But they're staying just because it's normal, it's familiar, and because they will feel like they're doing the other person an injustice if they called the police on them or if they just left them or if they fought back. They will feel like they were doing the other person an injustice. I know because I've been there before. But I just want to thank the Lord that even though I have ran so many times, I'm no longer running. I face all of my problems head first. I recently went back to my hometown and visited. Hadn't saw my nephews, my nieces, my brothers, my sisters, my parents in almost a year. I've been gone for 10 months and when I left, my ribs were broke. They still broken, but not nearly as bad. I can move around, I can breathe, I can talk without it hurting. When I first left, it hurt to breathe. Literally hurt to breathe. Um... Seeing my family interact with my children was amazing because 10 months is a long time for babies, you know? My youngest was two months old, now she's one. My oldest was three, now she's four. She'll be five in December. It's it's July right now. So everybody's a different age. My middle, she was two, now she's three. My son, he was one, now he's two. Like, you know, 
Everybody's getting older. Everybody's had a birthday except me. My birthday will be in July. So everybody's had a birthday. So everybody's older now. But with age comes wisdom if you allow it. So often we have people in their 50s and 60s who still have the same mind frame as when they were teenagers or early 20s. There's no wisdom in that. Not everybody is wise. Age does not make you wise. Experience and dedication to God and dedication to growth is what makes you wise. Because you can go through things and never grow through them. Let me repeat that. You can go through things and never grow through them. So if you're the type of person who, let's say, um, let's just talk about health because I don't want to talk about abuse all the time. So if you're the type of person who your doctor tells you, hey, if you drink alcohol, it's going to cause your livers and your kidneys to deteriorate. You need to stop drinking it. Now listen, before your doctor told you that, you had no clue why you're, you were always having back pain and lower stomach pain. But now that your doctor actually told you that, you know why. And you know that the only cure to that is to stop drinking. Now that you're armed with this information, you can do one of two things. You can stop drinking and slowly nurse your body back to health by filling it with liquids such as water, uh, natural fruit juice, um, teas, you know, things like that. Or... You can do the other thing, which is what most people do, and you can get that information from the doctor but never receive it. Get that information from the doctor and stick it in your back pocket and continue to live life the way that you were. And depending on your choice, the red pill or the blue pill, you're going to have one or two different outcomes. One, you're going to wind up needing a liver or a kidney transplant or both. Um, Or you'll wind up, it'll happen to your demise and you will wind up passing away early. Or, flip side, You could actually start getting healthier. You could start making healthier choices with your drinks. Then eventually start making healthier choices with your food. Then eventually wind up living longer than you ever would have lived had you kept drinking. The choice is yours. That's the same way that I look at abuse. You can choose to wake up every day and still be in that situation. It sounds harsh to say, but since I'm an abuse survivor, I feel like I'm allowed to say this. Every time that I woke up, wishing I hadn't woke up, wishing that the Lord would strike me down, praying for the Lord to just strike me down, that was me choosing to stay in that situation because you know what I did? I would wake up, get my kids dressed, take my kids to daycare, go to work, and when I get off work, I would come home and deal with that man. I came home and dealt with that man every single day. Even though he was abusing me, even though he was cheating on me, even though he was taking my money, literally robbing me blind. Literally. Even though he was doing all of those things to me, I never called the police on him. I never sued him for all the money he stole from me. I never told any of my family what he was doing to me physically I never pressed charges against him and I never fought him back even though it would have given me an outcome of having to fight for my rights fight for my life I still chose to suppress my rights 
in order to keep him comfortable because I knew that had I did any of the above, he would have been uncomfortable. I could have kicked him out of my house. Would that made him leave me alone? No, he definitely would have still kept coming back. He probably would have broke in. But that's another police report. Instead of choosing to abide by the law to get him out of my life, I chose to just suppress my feelings, suppress the fact that I was being abused, suppress the fact that I was uncomfortable in my own home, suppress the fact that I was being abused and threatened every single day in my own home. I suppressed all of that to make him comfortable. So that technically means I was choosing abuse. Other people's decisions is not on you. But when you don't do anything to combat what they are doing, when they are literally abusing you, that is you choosing that life. I think about what Kanye West has said about the slave mentality thing that really had a lot of people tripping. Now, there's, I don't agree with everything Kanye West does because he is definitely the type of man who, his way or the highway, he's definitely the type of man who takes full and complete control of women's minds when he's with them. So I understand all of that. And he doesn't like to look like a fool. But outside of that, let's talk about the whole black thing when he was talking about slavery. He said that slavery was a mindset. Most people weren't understanding him on his intellectual level that he's on. And they were saying that our ancestors chose to be slaves. That is not what he was saying. He's saying that once you realize that you are enslaved, whether it's physically or mentally, once you realize what they are doing to you, meaning like the government, meaning like um, anybody who oppresses you, once you realize that they are keeping you oppressed and you see that they are financially keeping you oppressed, that they are um, like in the social classes keeping you oppressed, housing authority keeping you oppressed, once you realize all the things that they are doing to make sure that you stay beneath them, and you never choose to break that, you never choose to break the matrix and change the narrative, you're choosing slavery. You're choosing to be in that. Did you ask them to enslave you mentally? No. But once you realize you're mentally enslaved, combat it. That was the same thing with my abusive relationships. At first, I thought it was love. But when I finally was able to step back and look at it and I'm like, okay, he does not love me. He literally is using me. That's the only reason he's with me. He's using me. Once I realized that, I didn't do anything about it because I felt stuck. I allowed my mind to trick me into thinking that my body had to be stuck in a situation I did not want to be stuck in. My mind chose this situation every day. In my mind, every time I woke up, I was thinking about how can I get through my day today? What can I do to make him happy today so that he doesn't kill me? That was my mindset every single day. I was living with someone that I thought was going to kill me. Based off of his words, yes. Based off of his actions, yes. But the fact that I thought he was going to kill me, I chose to stay enslaved in that. I could have broken out of that. Would it have been easy? No. Would I have probably gotten some scars and bruises? Yes. But I was getting scars and bruises even without combating it. So why not combat it? You can't keep running away from your your calling. God does not want us to be oppressed. The devil wants that. Earth is the devil's playground. 
The devil has so many people that are so willing to serve him and they think they're serving God. Because the devil was once an angel, do you forget? He's a fallen angel. He was in heaven, but he was turning people against God in heaven. So God let him out of heaven and told him he's not allowed back in heaven because he was trying to overthrow God in his own kingdom. So with that being said, the devil is envious of anybody who has anything powerful in them because he don't have that in him. The devil is powerful enough to make you think that you need to follow him so that you can create your own demise so that you can wind up in hell with him. He got all the same tricks though. The devil is not as witty as he thinks he is. If you don't pay attention, you're going to think that you're following God, but you're not. The devil can tell you so many things are okay that are not okay. Because he'll keep you around people who think those things are okay. And he'll keep you listening to music to make you think those things are okay. And he'll keep you at jobs that make you think those things are okay. And at the end of the day, you're sitting here thinking something's okay because everywhere you look, they're doing it. If everybody around me is getting drunk every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then what makes me think that me getting drunk on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays is wrong? There's nothing wrong with it if everybody else is doing it. You see what I'm saying? But if you go to the other side of town where everybody only drinks water, you're going to look at them like they're weird. You guys are weird. You're drinking water? Have you ever been around a hood person that just makes you think everything you do is wrong? I literally used to put my four-year-old nephew in a car seat because he was four and when I would go to my ex-husband's family's house they would make fun of me you got that little n-word in a car seat ha 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 you think you white putting him in a car seat ha 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 like you're laughing at me for having a safety car seat for a four year old like people who don't understand are always gonna judge you if you're strong in God they're always gonna judge you If you're following the word, they're always going to judge you because most people only succumb to the influences around them. So if they're constantly watching negative things or sexual things or demonic things, that's all they're going to have in them. So when they see somebody like me who has a lot of positivity in them, and yes, I listen to the same music. I, I grew up on that same music, but I did not internalize it. I've been around so many people who if the song is talking about shoot them up, kill them up, they want to shoot and kill people. If the song is talking about freak me, baby, they're going to go freak people. I can listen to music like that and not do anything. I was a virgin until a month before I turned 20. But when I was in elementary, I was listening to Trina, no panties. Literally talked about giving fellatio. (laughs) Literally talked about a whole bunch of things. And I literally knew all the words from start to finish. And I was in third grade. Did I lose my virginity in third grade? No. Were there other third graders losing their virginity? Yes. Some wound up pregnant. That wasn't me, though. I've always been the type who can listen to something and just pull the creativity out of it. I don't want to become what I listen to. I don't want to become what I see. I don't want to become what is around me. That is not me. There's a difference in someone who knows that this is all just... This is all just necessary in order to live life. We have to have somewhere to live. We have to have food to eat. 
we have to have influences around us. There's no, absolutely no way that you can live without an influence. But how do you use those influences around you? I'm an influencer. So when influences are around me, I pull from them. I pull things that I can use to help other people out of every situation. If I listen to a song, you better believe that I'm pulling the positive message out of that song. Don't matter what kind of song it is, I'm gonna pull the positive message out of that song and I'm gonna use that to teach people. If I'm watching a movie, I'm gonna pull the positive message out of that movie and I'm gonna use that to teach people. I do not internalize the devilish things. I'm just, I'm just built like that. I just want more people to understand that the government and the devil work hand in hand. They want to keep us down. They want to keep us oppressed. They want us to feel like we have no power. When in all actuality, the people hold all the power. Because without the people following like sheep, they can't make us do nothing. If everybody said no, if everybody stood up and just said no, what are they going to do? We have such a higher percentage of people than they have. There are way less leaders than there are followers. So why continue to follow somebody who is leading you to your demise? When we can all be great. They don't want us all to be great. They're going to purposely put the music in our ears that's going to lead us to jail and hell. Because they don't want everybody to be great. They only want selective few. So stop running. The devil can get inside of anybody. It can be a family member that you love so much. But, you know, as long as you're not serving God, the devil can take over you. So the devil can get into their head. They won't even know why they're saying negative things to you, trying to make you feel like you can't make it. They won't even understand why they're doing that. But I'm letting you know it's the devil. That's probably not your mama talking to you. That's the devil talking through her. That's probably not your cousin talking to you. That's the devil talking through him. The only thing you can do in that instance is to just steer clear of them until they walk through their journey. They got to heal themselves because the devil plays with you. The only way that you can get away from the devil is God. The devil going to mess with you in the spiritual realm. He's going to mess with you while you're asleep. He's going to mess with you while you're being still. He's going to mess with you while you're busy. He's going to keep messing with you because he wants you eventually to think that he is God. Because once you think the devil is God, he is king in your life. So he takes total control over your life. You've got to rebuke him. No, Satan. I rebuke you, Satan. That is not a thought that I want to have in my head. Lord Jesus, get this thought out of my head. God, get the devil out of my head. I say stuff like that to me all the, to myself all the time. If I wind up thinking about something that I know is not of God, I will tell God to get that out of my head right now. Because it's not okay. And abstinence really helps you with um, clearing your mind. Because back when I was in those relationships, I, it was like I was a sexual guru. That was the only way that I was able to deal with those men for so long. They were so abusive, but it was like they knew they knew what to do in the bedroom. So it's like, okay, I guess I could deal with a couple with a couple black eyes. I guess I could deal with some bruised teeth. I guess I could deal with some body aches. They're going to make me feel good physically afterwards. <laughs> My ex, every time he would beat me, he would wind up running me a bath after. Sometimes he would even wash me in the bath. Like, 
it was so toxic. But it was all I knew, so it felt like love to me. It wasn't until I stepped out of that that I realized none of that was ever love. I wanted love so bad that I accepted the bare minimum. And I was the one raising these men and treating these men like royalty when they didn't even deserve it. They didn't show me that they deserved it. I was getting no help with my children physically, financially, nothing. But I still had a man. Like, how do I have a man, quote unquote, but I'm doing everything on my own? There was no 100-100, which is what relationships should be. It wasn't even 50-50, which that's a half relationship if you ask me. I'm going to get 50 and you're going to get 50. So what are we doing with the other 50% of our of our um, intellect, of our energy, of our money, of our life? We both need to be giving our full 100. But anyways, I wasn't getting nothing. Like, if anything, I was getting 1090. 595. I was never getting anywhere near what I was giving. And I chose that. I chose it. At the end of the day, no matter how scared I was, I still chose it. Because there are ways around being scared. So I'll leave you guys with this message. If you love someone and they have shown you absolutely nothing regarding them loving you, stop giving your all to them. Don't give anybody your body until they prove that they're worth it. If you can wait until marriage, do that. But if you can't wait until marriage, at least wait until you have seen them in every state of mind. If they're a drinker, you need to see what they look like drunk, what they act like drunk. If they're a smoker, you need to see what they look like high, what they act like high. But you can't be impaired with them. You be sober while you're around them like that. Is that something you're going to be able to do with your whole life? If not, run. You need to see how they are when they have money and how they are when they're broke. How do they talk to people when they have money? How do they talk to people when they're broke? Do they handle bills when they have money? Do they handle bills when they're broke? What comes first for them? Business, pleasure. Which one comes first? You need to see how they talk to their parents. How do they talk to their siblings? Do they have other children? Are they in those other children's lives? And if they are, how do they maneuver with them? You need to see them in every possible state of their life and see how they deal with everything, how they deal with it under pressure and without pressure. Are they the same person? Are they kind-hearted? Are they genuine? Or do they like to try and deceive people a lot? You cannot be under the influence while you're getting to learn somebody. If smoking and drinking is what you do, that's fine. But stop it while you're in the in the learning process of somebody because you cannot be inebriated while you're trying to learn someone. I had to learn that. Because you're going to skip over all of their red flags. Because you're doing the same things they're doing so you're not paying attention to the things that they're doing that you're not going to be able to deal with. Love yourself enough to give it up. Give up sex. Give up drugs. Give up drinking. At least long enough to learn these people. Again, thank you for tuning in to the Rosie Experience. I appreciate everyone for continuing to listen to me. You guys have a blessed 
day. I'm about to get my day started. It's 8.20 in the morning and I have a lot to do today. Stay prayed up. Amen.